0: Hi guys, I hope you're all doing really well. Before we get started with the episode, we thought it would just be really helpful just to talk about some of the things that are going on. At the moment, we really didn't want to gloss over some of these world issues and pretend that they're not happening. Um, so before we get on to the show, we're, we're just going to chat about a few things. But it's been a difficult week, hasn't it? And, you know, with all that's going on and um, all... I mean, it's just a really difficult time at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, for everybody, but but specifically with what's going on in America and with the Black Lives Matter and then what that means for all of us, it's it's been quite a, it's been a, I think it's been a defining, changing week mm-hmm. uh, for everybody.
1: Yeah, and it's one that has led to a lot of introspection for a lot of people. It's led to a lot of conversations, difficult conversations that I think people have had to have um, with themselves and with, with each other, with family members and, and things like that. Um, I know personally I've had to have conversations with myself uh, thinking about you know actions of the past and and things like that. And I think it's certainly changes in the air and it's needed um, and it's good for us to address it and talk about it and not to stop when the news cycle stops with it, but to carry on talking about it, because if we stop talking about it, the change stops and the the process stops. But if we carry on talking about it, then change will be able to happen um, within ourselves and within communities. So, yeah, a difficult one, but it's been a long time coming, definitely.
0: And so that's why we wanted to just talk about it straight off the bat mm. uh, before we get into the episode we didn't want to ignore things, uh, but we wanted to really just bring them up and talk about them. And so um, what are some of the things that we can do, Adam, in, you know, just making a better world all around?
1: Mm. So there's a lot of resources that have been put out there um, practically to to look at yourself and to look at especially if you're white, to look at, at what we can do to better ourselves um you know as a community. Um there's things we can watch, listen to and read. Um so just some things to point people uh, in the direction. There's a few things on Netflix, a few documentaries, things like When They See Us, um Thirteenth, and which is talking about documenting racism and, and slavery and that in the US. Um American Sun Fruitvale Station, uh, Dear White People, um, Green Book, which is on Amazon Prime, um, and recently Knots and Crosses, um, which is a drama um, that's on the BBC. Um, to Listen, listen-wise, there's a good few podcasts, um, one called Code of Switch, um, another called 1619 by the New York Times, um, Two Friends Talking About Racism, then Football, Uh, just a few podcasts there's also a black lives matter spotify playlist as well um which will have black artists on there Um, reading wise i think information especially the written word is really important has been used for centuries obviously for education and and to better yourself even if you're not a big reader a lot of these books they're not massive terms that you have to sift through Um, They they're quite accessible and they're on their ebooks and their physical copies that I'm sure you can get on Amazon and other bookstores. Things like Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Um, British on Race, Identity and Belonging. Natives, Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire. That's by an, a, a fella called Arkela, um, who's a really, uh, civil rights activist. He's from London. Um, he's a really knowledgeable fella who, who knows what he's talking about. Another one called White Rage. How to Be an Anti-Racist um, by, by Carlo Anderson. No, sorry, by Ibra X. Kendi, do apologize. Um, and then more practically speaking, because I know, especially in Britain, we're sitting here and it's, it's a different country, but it still affects us here. It still happens here, but obviously the, the massive protests and and things are going on in America. are not, not here so much. Um, but there's still things we can do here to actively help and support those who are, protesting in america in minneapolis and well pretty much all 50 states are, are protesting and um, so there's places you can donate to and um, the minnesota freedom fund which is a nonprofit organization that provides funds for protesters who have been arrested and need to pay bail and um, black lives matter itself which is obviously an international human rights movement uh, that campaigns against violence and systemic racism racism towards black people uh, the bail project uh, which has been Set up uh, helping you helping people post bail. Um, there's a GoFundMe page for George Floyd George Floyd's family um, and <clears throat> George Floyd Memorial uh, GoFundMe page, and um, which is obviously to help his family. Um, there's also one um, for Belly Majinga, and um, who is a black rail worker who died after being spat at by a passenger. Um, and then in the uk there's the stephen lawrence charitable trust stephen lawrence obviously was a, a young black lad who got murdered um, just for walking in the park um, so yeah uk foundation working with young people from disadvantaged backgrounds to inspire and enable them to succeed in the career of their choice um, so those are some things that have been set up there's also a good few um, people to follow and a good few websites as well it's uh, so on instagram um, there's uh, Black Lives Matter, um, BLK Lives Matter. Uh, there's the NAACP, um, which is an American organization. Um, Color of Change, um, the Conscious Kid. There's just a, a few people on Instagram, and then websites. There's obviously Black Lives Matter itself, um, the Runnymede Trust Stephen and then there's one that's been set up recently, um, which I think is called Blind Spots, um, by Joshua Luke Smith. Um, who's a an artist um who goes under orphan no more um and that's a really good one uh, just to kind of educate and and think about um where you might have your own blind spots because everyone's got them uh, i know i do uh, you know blind spots are where you think differently possibly towards a certain person without even realizing it and um, so it's really good to to look into it we've all got the work to do no one is kind of innocent from this and it's really harsh to hear but it's just the way it is you know it's and it's something it's been a really interesting week for me i've 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 found myself feeling more angry about it than i thought i would just because of the amount of injustice that's been going on and um, so it's it's difficult to hear it's difficult to think about but it's important work that needs to be done within ourselves um, so there are just a few things for, for people to go and follow and, and donate and look into and try and help. Amazing.
0: And, I, you know, I you don't have to be religious, but for me, like I was praying in church last week and I, I found myself praying like, God, I don't want to make the same mistakes of those that have gone before me. Mm. And, the, you know, and we live in liverpool that's where we both are um or you're on the wirral but really close by mm. and you know liverpool has a very deep history with this stuff from the um slave trade and uh, how that just went all across the world and it, even then recently like anthony walker and uh, in the last 20 years and things like that and so you know, we're not experts about this and, you know, on this yeah. on this podcast, you're never going to get an expert opinion, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, uh, but we just want to see that, you know, I'm praying that, you know, God, I don't want to see the world, uh, make the same mistakes. And I don't want to make the same mistakes as people that have gone before us. So we're going to put those, uh, all those links that Adam talked about, so much information mm-hmm. uh, there, but we're going to put it in the comments and we just want to become more aware you know, educate ourselves, accepting the privilege that we have for those who have it, you know, and moving forward and not making those same mistakes. So Adam, that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here we go. Here we go. Hit the intro. Hit the intro. Hello and welcome to episode nine of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me today, the Peggy Sue of El Vanilo. Adam, so good to see you.
1: That is a nickname I have never had, the Peggy Sue. Is that a good thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's relevant to today, but I mean, but you know what? Happy to be here.
0: I think Buddy Holly loves Peggy Sue, He brings her up yeah. multiple times. Yeah, so. there,
1: there are two songs, aren't there? Peggy Sue and then Peggy Sue Got Married, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. but we'll go so into it. So we don't
0: go too far, but I think that's a compliment, you know. Well, I'll take it. Thank yeah. you. Well, there you go. How are you t- today? Are you okay?
1: Today I'm good. I've had a day off today. Um, it's been a fun day. I'm a bit tired, uh, but I've had a day off today, which is good. Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. How are you? You alright? Amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I, I've had a half day today, so it's been nice. I managed to get all my work done. So, uh, yeah, feeling really good and happy. It's it finally rained here. Mm. <laughs> it hadn't rained in about three weeks, and then it did yesterday. And it's been a bit mental, but now it's stopped raining. And the sun's come out again, so mm. the summer is here, and I I love summer. So
1: summer breeze makes me feel fine. Come on. Okay
0: one yeah it does <laughs> uh what have you been up to this week adam
1: this week has been a so last week was a bit of a Apart from seeing you was a bit of a quiet one this week though we've ramped it back up with the uh, with the activities uh so still working but uh kicked off on monday i was finally able to go and have dinner with my girlfriend's family and um, which was a lot of fun nice. really nice and um, so that was monday Um and then the rest of the week was a bit quiet i've got some new headphones Um, Was that
0: Monday? Because I I saw you on Monday as well.
1: Not. Ah, let me go back further. Hold on. Sunday, which is when you saw me, we had. Oh, yes. Sunday when you saw me. Sunday you saw. So let's go back to the right beginning. Sunday, we had a wonderful social distance party uh, for my sister-in-law, your wife's 30th birthday. Uh, KFC on the square, Hamilton Square, um, which was nice. Our friends had to wait two and a half hours, didn't they?
0: Guys the queue for KFC was two and a half hours. Can you believe that? They were queuing at half past or twenty past six and they didn't arrive to us till nine o'clock.
1: Which is just mental, isn't it? It's real commitment there, so so big shout out to the salmon Grace. Yeah,
0: thank you guys. Um, it tasted amazing. It tasted so great. It did. It's the kernel never
1: disappoints. Um so that was Sunday. Monday was then, I believe it was Monday. I might be getting the days. Yeah, I believe it was Monday. Went and saw it, uh, had dinner with my girlfriend's family, which was lovely. Um, got some new headphones, like I said. Um, so my audio quality has upped massively. Everything's uh, silky smooth. Let me tell you, Matt. Um, if you get, first thing you should do when you buy some expensive headphones, go and listen to some Barry White. Turn it up. Oh, Barry White. Oh, good idea. The bass in his voice. down. Because right he does have the smoothest voice ever. And speaking of smooth voices, Matt, I have had some compliments about you from some, some, some people. Oh, yeah. I've been told that you have the smoothest voice going. <laughs> this person said so I could just listen to him <laughs> all the time. And I thought, well, that's great. What about my voice? But we won't go into that. But apparently oh. your voice, like butter like the smoothest blah, voice so, um, so there you go that is a feather in your cap there wow. mr smooth voice 2020
0: funny because our, our sister hannah also said the opposite she said you put a funny voice on when you <laughs> speak on the podcast adam you're really great but matt i don't why can't you just speak normally <laughs> but uh, i think it's the microphone i have i have a very nice microphone it brings out some of the bass in my voice but um Thank you so much to whoever that was. I've never been told that before, but um, I'm taking it as a compliment. Yeah,
1: And I said to that person, I said, well, I will mention that on the podcast and we will get a live reaction. And there it is. Um, the Barry so White of podcasts. The Barry White of pod- I mean, no one was thinking, <laughs> you're not that and you're not there. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> hmm. Barry White's Self- on his own pedestal. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no yeah. So there, well, there you go. You very There's much. Something for you. Yeah, and then today day off. um, I played. I'll tell you this, man. I went to a driving range for the first time. Um, I missed more golf balls than I hit, Um, and the ones I did hit often literally went two foot. Um, And I now have a blister on my finger, um, which is something I don't normally get. I don't normally get blisters. Been playing drums for about thirteen years or so, and I've like had one blister, but five minutes of driving range golf and i've got a massive blister on my finger so
0: yeah. and just to let everyone know mm. that is a deep cut beatles reference right there the oh. first one
1: drink it's drink it all every it, you know what here's another one it's a long and winding road but at the end there's the beatles just the two of us there you go that's come that's on two more beatles references i could fit so many more in. um amazing so yeah how's your week been you had fun
0: yeah it's been good so uh, as we said it was my wife's birthday this week and Mm. we made it big and we did like a tour a social distance tour of liverpool and the wirral and we had a great time seeing family and friends i hadn't seen my dad in maybe 12 weeks Mm. 13 weeks or something like that Mm. that's like three months so it was really nice to see him and um, i'd seen my mum once so uh, yeah it was nice to see them and I really have missed them, so it was really nice. It was really nice
1: to see them. On that note, um, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I've just forgotten to include the fact that I saw them all yesterday. <laughs> so sorry, Mum, Dad, did. Hannah, and Liz and Jack. Um, I got to see them yesterday as well, which was lovely. It's been it's nice to see them and sitting there, sitting in their garden, socially distanced, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, because I I think we both feel the same. Where we've you've spent more time apart from them than me, obviously being married and and haven't lived out away from the family home for a longer time, but uh, it's just wonderful to sit with them, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah, uh, it is. It makes you think how difficult it is for a lot of people who, who haven't been able to see, you know, mums and dads yeah. and sisters and brothers and that.
0: And Guys, Adam uh, has grown his hair so long that he had a top knot yesterday. I did. They uh, put his hair up, so uh, that'll be on the social media this week, something to look forward to. So um, i <laughs> looking forward to putting that out. I think I pulled it off. I'm not being
1: funny. <laughs> I think it suits my uh, my head shape. So Amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a good week. We're still in lockdown, aren't we? It's weird, we but uh, we're locked down, but we're not locked down. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the government have made a mess of everything, really. <laughs> um, to, to, like, It's it's not even that, like, you're one side of the political spectrum. It's just a fact, like, yeah. we're, we've made a mess of it. We've done mm-hmm. a bit of so anyway but there we go so we're kind of not really sure where we stand and my wife is meant to be shielding so she was told she wasn't allowed to go out for <laughs> for um, like 14 weeks but That's you crazy. know your mental health isn't good after that amount of time so we've been trying to get out a little bit and so yeah it's been a good week it's been a good week hmm. should we move on to uh this week's albums and Absolutely. things of that nature mm-hmm So this week, we're looking at Buddy Holly, and it's a compilation called 20 Golden Greats. Um, And so when we've been doing compilations, obviously, it's not in a specific year. So we are going to be looking um, at Buddy Holly and his life. So Adam, you've got a bit of a biography for us. I do. I do. I'm I'm looking forward to
1: it. The Life and Times of Buddy Holly. Um, It's a bit of a longer one. So I'll try and keep it interesting. Try and sprinkle some facts in there. Um, a l- bit of a longer one for such a short life, but we'll we'll get into that. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Charles Harden Holly, and by the way, that's Holly spelled l We'll get onto why in a moment. So Charles Harden Holly, and um, born on September seventh, nineteen thirty-six. Uh, known professionally, obviously as we know him as Buddy Holly, and that's L We'll go into why his name was changed later on, and. Um, as many people will know he was an american musician a uh, singer songwriter and he was a central and pioneering figure of the mid-1950s rock and roll movement um so he was born in lubbock texas which i think is the best town name i've ever heard lubbock it's really good and um, to quite a musical family and um, during the great depression and um, the the mums his mum sang his dad didn't sing as much but really loved music and all his brothers um kind of all play you know the fiddle and piano and guitar and um, so quite a musical family um and he so said he learned to play guitar and sing alongside his siblings um his dad was insistent on buddy and his siblings singing and playing music um and buddy took violin lessons and a few piano lessons which he didn't really like so later on they presented him with a guitar uh, probably around the age of 11 uh, and he said no I don't want this guitar I want a guitar like my brothers um, so he's constantly trying to live up to his brother, um, which is quite funny. So during his early childhood, uh, Haley was influenced by the music of Hank Williams. We've obviously talked about him in the past. Uh, Jimmy Rogers. I don't think any relation to Kenny uh, and the Carter family. Of course, June Carter married Johnny Cash uh, later on in life. Um, and at elementary school, he became friends with a guy named Bob Montgomery, and the two started playing together and practicing and just becoming these, you know, these young musicians. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Holly played with other musicians he met in, in school and in high school, including someone called Sonny Curtis and a fellow called Jerry Allison. Um, so in 1952, Holly and Jack Neal participated as a duo, builders Buddy and Jack, and that's how he kind of got his nickname Buddy, in a talent contest on a local television show. Uh, and after Neal left, he was replaced by Bob Montgomery, and they were builders Buddy and Bob. And they started performing on radio shows and, and all sorts. So Buddy Holly's kind of, even at this really young age, getting a bit of a name for himself as this young musician. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting how he's going about his life. And from an early age, he's destined to become this musician, this famous musician. Um, Sam, at this time as well, at this young, young time, Holly's really influenced by a load of late night radio stations that played a lot of blues, rhythm and blues because up until that he's grown up playing gospel songs in the baptist church with his family and that's kind of the only music he knows but as time goes on he starts to listen to these late night radio shows and so he's starting to listen to a lot of black artists such as lead belly um, and fats domino and it There's a story that Haley would, not Haley, Holly, (laughs) would sit in his car with Curtis and tune to distant radio stations that could only be received at night when local transmissions ceased. So you can just imagine him sitting in like a cornfield or something in the middle of Texas, trying to tune this radio and dial in to these distant radio stations that are playing all this incredible music. Um, And obviously, this influenced him. So his music taste and his music style moved. Um, from kind of country and western into more R&B um, at the time. Um, there's a story that Buddy's older brother tells um, of how uh, Buddy's older brother had a tile business and they decide to go onto a town called San Angelo to get some um, tiles. So they finally get there, it's a good few miles away, they get to San Angelo and decide that they need to get something to eat so they go inside this little burger place and there's this little band that's playing in this burger joint. Um, and buddy goes up to them starts to talk to them you know he speaks all their lingo and then they ask him what well do you want to come up and play something he's like well i think i think i will i don't mind if i do and this is a direct quote from his brother he says as soon as he got that guitar i swear it was a different instrument completely just the way he pressed down on it or something he made a clean sound it was just a dead little joint when we went in and it was rocking before we left So even at this young age, he must be 18 or so at the time, and he's already able to just change atmospheres, and he's just this very enigmatic kind of almost rock star before even rock stars were a thing, really. Elvis is really young and just starting. Johnny Cash is young and just starting. It's just this incredible... And if you look at Buddy Holly, he's this quite nerdy-looking fella, glasses, kind of short hair. There's not much to him, really thin, weedy-looking fella, but he clearly knows how to put on a bit of a sham. Um, And when Buddy was was a senior in high school, uh, Elvis came to town, again, along with a young Johnny Cash, and Buddy got to meet him, and he was already a fan, but he didn't actually know what Elvis looked like. No one at this time, because radio was the only medium and television wasn't, people didn't know what Elvis looked like. So he was really excited to finally meet the man whose voice he had heard from Elvis's first recording. And so it was in 1955... After graduating high school, that Buddy decided to pursue a career full-time in music, and he landed a contract with Decca. Um, now, in the contract, Decca actually misspelled Holly's surname from H-O-L-L-E-Y to H-O-L-L-Y, and from then on, he's known as Buddy Holly, um, which is quite incredible, like how mix-ups like that have shaped, shaped the world. someone it's just a typo? That's typo. crazy. You think he's got this wow. like famous name, it's a typo. And it's just incredible. I think there's quite a few mistakes about that. Um, so if anyone has any more stories of how typos have greatly changed the world, I think I'd be quite interested to know about that.
0: Um, I've got a lot of embarrassing stories involved in typos, <laughs> but I'm not sure you
1: want to hear them. Oh, we'll there get we'll on go. to them at some point. I think we'd all like to hear them. <laughs> so he's got this career at Decker, but it's really unsuccessful. Um, and in 57, uh, just two years after he joined them, he's kind of been told, well, your contract's not being renewed. What you're putting out there isn't selling well. People don't want to hear it. But Holly, after being denied this success, is hungry for more. So he decides to go on and create a little band called The Crickets. And he just has so much success. He records hits that topped the charts both in the US and the UK. Um, And his song, That'll Be The Day, spent three weeks at number one over here. And that is a song that left a great impression upon a certain young aspiring artist from Liverpool. We know him, we love him, John Lennon. John yeah. Lennon was a massive fan of Buddy Holly. And if you listen to early Beatles recordings, John Lennon even mimics Buddy Holly and his voice, um, which he went on later to say Paul used to, it. Paul McCartney used to mock him over and think, oh, he's doing his Buddy Holly impression again. But that's how impactful this, this kid from Lubbock, Texas was on music. It inspired one of the greatest sound artists of all time.
0: I heard this, um, so I saw this John Lennon quote that says, Mm. um, he made made it okay to wear glasses. I was Buddy Holly. Yeah. That's it. That's that's a good quote.
1: Because John was very, very. here we go, talking about John Lennon again. He was very conscious about those glasses and there are stories or, or images rather of him not wearing them on stage and there's the famous Lennon stare where he can't see what's in front of him so it looks like he's squinting and scowling at you. But it's not, you just can't see. Because he was that embarrassed, but Buddy Holly makes it okay to wear glasses.
0: I heard this funny uh, story that Paul McCartney tells, where he so he was talking about talking to this with Ronnie Wood, and um, he says that John would go around to Paul's, like in the very early days, and they would try and mimic Buddy Holly, and they'd do all this like working out what the songs are and different things like that, and they. John would have to walk home. It was about a mile. And uh, on his way, he saw a load of people playing cards. And so if there were ever any girls around, he'd take his glasses off and he'd make sure that when he was walking past them. And so uh, he's walking home that night and he sees these people are still out uh, playing cards, but it's at like 11 o'clock at night. So the next time he sees Paul, he says, "I, I can't believe those people are crazy. They're just out all the time playing cards. It's like... I, you know, I still have to have my glasses off and all this, and when Paul goes past it, it's actually a nativity scene incredible. and John's so blind <laughs> 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 that he's been walking past the baby Jesus and he thinks they're playing
1: cards and, uh, trying to flirt with Mother Mary incredible <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to Buddy Holly um, so he's got this career that's quite young, he's only 20, 21, 20 and he's able to tour Australia and he's having this amazing success. However, in 1959, tragedy strikes. Uh, Holly was due to go on a tour called the Winter Dance Party Tour, which began in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and on January 23rd, 1959, uh, sorry, that's when the the tour starts in January, and the amount of travel involved created a lot of logistical problems, especially with the distance between venues. America is obviously massive, um, and, and, you know, planes aren't, As modern as they are obviously now, rail is one way to go about it, car is another way, or bus, Um, and planes are fairly, you know, jet planes and that, fairly new. Um, So, this is what they're kind of struggling with, touring around the US. Uh, They had a bus, uh, however, the bus is an unheated tour bus, and it twice broke down in freezing weather conditions often with with dire consequences so holly's drummer carl bunch was hospitalized for frostbite to his toes uh, which he suffered whilst aboard the bus so holly at that point, buddy holly decides well we need another way what about a plane so on february 2nd before their appearance uh, in iowa holly charts a four-seater plane uh, called a beechcraft bonanza bonanza sorry which is a, a very good name for a plane um, so he charters this plane for Jennings, Waylon Jennings, the famous kind of guitarist, also and himself, um, from this, uh, small little airplane company. Uh, Holly's idea was to depart the following show at the surf ballroom in Clearly and fly to the next venue in Minnesota via North Dakota, which would allow them time to rest and kind of wash their clothes before a big bus journey. Um... And there's a few people who were meant to be on that plane that aren't someone flips a coin. um, And when they flip a coin, the person who won the flip was like, ah, oh, that's the first thing I've ever won in my life. But unfortunately, he's about to take a very bad um, plane journey. So the pilot, Roger Peterson, takes off in really dodgy weather. And even though he takes off in this weather that he's not um licensed to flying, so he's only meant to fly in clear weather. He's not meant to fly by instruments only, which is what they call it. However, he takes off. Um, So shortly after 1255 on February 3rd, uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Villans, Richardson um, and Peterson uh, all take off. Um, Peterson is known as the Big Bopper um, and so Richie Villans, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper, three quite large musicians at the time. Um, So they take off And they were killed instantly when the aircraft crashes into a frozen cornfield five miles northwest of Mason City, Iowa. Um, So shortly after takeoff, the plane crashes um, and they die of their injuries. Buddy Holly at this time when he dies after this amazing career is only 22 years old. Mm. 22, that is no time at all to be alive. And to have such an impact at such a young age is incredible. Uh, That day as we know, has has come on to be known as the day the music died after the song American Pie by Don McLean. Don McLean has wrote this big, amazing song, I think it was the 70s or 80s, um, where he mourns the loss of innocence of rock and roll the day that these three fledgling musicians sadly pass away. Um, Mm. In his brief career, Buddy Holly recorded 25 hits and greatly influenced popular music, and that is the short ish life and times of buddy holly
0: so that's crazy isn't it that at 22 he passes away and he dies in 1959 which you know the beatles if we think about it like they were heavily influenced Mm -hmm. by buddy holly but by the time say 1962 or three came around Mm. if he was still alive they'd have been doing the same journey really and i mean would they still be doing the same journey <laughs> because i mean buddy holly was so good was so great it was a real tragedy like it was the day that music died because he was absolutely unbelievable wasn't he and some of the ways that he did things like mm-hmm. i saw this um paul mccartney thing about you know we wanted we liked elvis but elvis didn't write his own material uh, but Buddy Holly did write his own material, and so that's what we wanted to do that. And then Buddy Holly also took the solos as well, and so we wanted to do that as well. And the way that he, like, expresses in a, the um, BBC4 documentary about Buddy Holly, uh, Paul McCartney does this, like, cover hmm. of one of his songs, and he even, like, still... This was filmed in the 80s, it looks like, maybe in the 90s, and he still puts on this, like... Buddy Holly voice to do it. It's amazing, like, the way that they were in- influenced. And when he's singing this song, he actually, like, is smiling, remembering back, like, some of the things. And I've got, I've got a Paul McCartney quote that says, at least the first 40 songs the Beatles ever wrote were Buddy Holly influenced. Hmm. That's un- unbelievable, isn't hmm.
1: it? It's, it's a large it's a large inspiration that he clearly had, And it's just, he, going back to the voice thing, he really does have a unique voice the more you kind of listen to his songs i can't even describe it he, it's it's that thing again maybe that we talked about with um with i can't remember his name
0: jerry cinnamon
1: jerry cinnamon thank you to singing with your accent it's not something a lot of people do but clearly buddy holly sings with this southern accent when he sings and clearly that comes from his country background which is more of a kind of southern states of american Uh, vibe but it's he's got a unique voice and he can do both things he can go really quiet and it sounds beautiful and kind of really charming but he also has a little bit of grit in his voice from time to time which he uses to great effect so so and it's understandable why why people when they cover those songs maybe want to put that on a bit to really kind of capture capture what buddy holly had yeah absolutely
0: and he really uses his voice. Like, the, he goes really deep sometimes. Hmm. He goes, like, quite high. He makes, like, funny noises with his voice. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first time anyone's done stuff like that. They're, he's really pioneering a movement here. And, you know, I, the Beatles didn't just come out of nowhere hmm. and change the world. Like, he was innovating before they were, hmm. you know. Right. And, unfortunately, he died really, really young. But, you know, even, like, in the studio he was doing like amazing things he was doing crazy things uh micing things up different ways using different microphones not using all of the techniques that were standard practice and or even using like the the right instruments like on the song every day which is on this album um you know someone is like slapping their knees for percussion mm-hmm. someone's playing the typewriter so amazing um norman petty who was their producer and their manager they didn't really have a manager but he was it yeah. um his wife uh vi or v or however you pronounce it but she plays the uh cholester or cholester and it's like this glockenspiel thing and it, it just sounds amazing it's mm. it sounds so so good and i don't i don't know like this was a band that just sounded so great so innovative um, so yeah it was so sad that you know he passed away so young mm. 22 that's crazy isn't it yeah.
1: it would have been amazing to see what he would have gone on to do whether he would have stayed in music or whether he would have gone to be on go on to be a, a producer um, or, or you know someone who stays on the other side of the of the recording process because I think he would have made an amazing producer and I think he could have gone on to, to produce some of the most amazing music for other artists. Um, Yeah. We had
0: a lot of confidence, and he wanted to be in films as well. He did. And this was before Elvis did that kind of film stuff. And so, you know, he he wanted to do it, and he wanted to be it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for he was just an iconic, geeky-looking fella... Like, that that's his vibe and that's the way he looks. Like, it was good that you mentioned that because that's part of his looking. But mm. that's something that has been really, really, like, loved. If you think about, you know, Weezer's album. When I think of Buddy Holly, I think, oh, that Weezer song, yeah. Buddy Holly. Um, And, like, I was thinking, when did I first know about Buddy Holly and this is it? Yeah. And when I heard that song, I was like, wow, Buddy Holly must be someone sensationally cool. <laughs> then you look at him and you realise, oh... He's only cool to them because it's like this geek rock vibe thing. And it, and that is cool. You know what I mean? There's yeah. something really cool about that. Uh, and so that's a great song for anyone to check out. Definitely. If you haven't. I, I love that song. I love, I love that whole album. <laughs> um, why, why don't we talk about some notable songs? So I talked about Every Day, which is, you know, iconic. Everybody knows it. It's been on adverts. It's just a wonderful song to listen to as well what were some of the songs that stood out for you
1: um some that stand out for me i'm gonna say straight away from the top every song on this album this compilation is a winner for me so i've been listening to buddy holly now for for a good few years i've been a fan of his for a good few years i've got a good few vinyls of his and he didn't have a lot of songs so you get vinyls of his, and they're all a lot of them are compilations in fact all of them so they've all got the similar songs on there so i've Certain songs that I just really love, like Oh Boy, um, because it's got that grit in his voice. Um, Heartbeat, which people in the UK will know from that really weird. It's not even a soap; it's just a TV show, also called Heartbeat, that's like set in the countryside. There's an ambulance yeah. or something in it. I don't really know what it's about, um, but Heartbeat is definitely, definitely one. Um, it's got it his guitar playing, the kind of style of it his tone, because he obviously used a, well, he's pictured with a with a Strat, uh, Fender Stratocaster most of the time, his tone is really good. Like, it's not, it, it's thin in places, which is the tone I associate with strats, but it's, sometimes the, the solos aren't that thin sound in Strat tone, they sound really full, and they sound really good. Heartbeat is a really good example of that. Um, Raining in My Heart, what I love about that song is the orchestration of it. It's got some beautiful, just oh, brilliance. And then if we're talking about soft-voiced Buddy Holly, it's got two modes. It's got hard-voiced Buddy Holly and soft-voiced Buddy Holly. Soft-voiced Buddy Holly is, um, what is it? Um, where's the song gone? True Love Ways. There we True Love Ways, um, which has also got a really beautiful trumpet part in it. Uh, I don't know whether it's a saxophone or a trumpet, um, but True Love Ways is just, it's one of those it's another love song type thing that really just grabs me and and moves me a little bit. Um so that's a few a few of the uh, the songs that really really grab me but oh boy is definitely one of the top ones for me. Amazing. Definitely.
0: I love it on raining in my heart. You know mm-hmm. the the lyrics are the sun is out the sky is blue there's not a cloud to spoil the view. And actually, like, I realized that John Lennon ripped it for um, Dear Prudence. Yes. And his is, okay, yeah. his is, the sun is out, the sky is blue, uh, you, it's beautiful, and so are you. And I, I was like, that's so cool that he basically <laughs> has just ripped a line um, yeah. from them. And um, that'll be the day, the first song the Beatles ever recorded in Liverpool. It's mm. just amazing. And, um, such a great song and just that intro are oh, so good so good Um and you know he was a lead and rhythm guitarist at the same time and as we said he sang and he wrote his own songs and he's got a great voice like he's just amazing he's so so good Um yeah so so good I, re- I really yeah I just really loved listening to this album and you know what it's fun a lot yes. of it makes you feel good I have yeah. Really enjoyed it.
1: Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's one of them... It, I agree with you. It's music that when I started to listen to it, when I first sat and listened to it, I just thought, this is an album that makes me makes me happy. I said a few few weeks back, um, don't listen to this certain album if you're not happy because this person does not write happy songs. Um, but, but Buddy Holly does. And even if they were a little bit sad, like Raining in My Heart, it's still beautiful enough to listen to and it just it makes you smile it's no wonder that paul mccartney's smiling while he sings these okay he's got a lot of memories tied up in these songs that a lot of us don't have um but even as someone listening possibly for the first time in 2020 this music can still make you feel really good um Mm. and then again listening to some of the more upbeat faster ones like oh boy uh rave on and these really happy upbeat songs that'll be the day really upbeat it's understandable how you was able even in the early days to get that small little burger place rocking and rolling because he's just yeah. got this energy that really comes through on these recordings and he's not screaming and and yelling and shouting in the great way that little richard did um absolutely not um but and he's not thundering away on a piano like fats domino does or anything like that but what he brings is just this just this fun and this energy that not a lot of performers can capture they only can do it live whereas on this it it sounds really good on the recording and sounds really fun and sounds really really kind of fresh uh, especially with the music that was going on in the in the mid to late 50s um yeah i don't understand how he gets overshadowed by elvis elvis is great i love elvis i think elvis is obviously one of one of the besties called the king for a reason but Elvis as you say didn't write his own songs Elvis took 10 years off to go performing films that flopped whereas Buddy Holly consistently put out these 25 or so great songs didn't really have a dip um, and was just yeah could have gone on to do so much I think if Buddy Holly hadn't died he would have been so much bigger than Elvis um, definitely even Elvis could wobble his hips all day long. He still doesn't touch Buddy Holly, in my opinion.
0: I think Elvis is still, like, a, a, maybe a year or two ahead of Buddy Holly. And so, you know, Buddy Holly is playing with Elvis, but Elvis is top of the bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I wonder whether, like, he got overshadowed for that reason. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right, though. I just thought, I just think he's amazing, really. He's really good should we talk about the album that we're comparing it to let's let's do it so we're going to compare this uh buddy holly album to chromatica by lady gaga Mm. which is just unbelievable really it's a great album but the album is a lot longer it's it's um virtually a double if not a triple album it's kind of split into three sections and each section starts with like this chromatica 1, 2 or 3 which is a a string section with horns It's just really beautiful and Lady Gaga said about this album that this music actually healed me Mm. Um, you know she's dealt with a lot of personal battles mental health, sobriety being sexually assaulted by a music producer all of this is kind of dealt with on this album it's produced by blood pop and you know it sounds it sounds really great it sounds really really good very poppy very dancey it sounds like a return to dance music or like very poppy dance music um for lady gaga you know the last album was a bit more stripped back uh her album joanna and you know it's a very different album to say the least uh to the buddy holly album but what what did you think of the album adam
1: yeah, I, I thought it was it was really good. She's got a few features on this album that were so you know, two, at least two um big names, Ariana Grande um is on Rain, I think it's called. Um, Rain on me. Rain on me. Um which when I was listening to that song, I was expecting like some soaring because they've both got incredible voices, very powerful voices. Um so I was a little underwhelmed by that, the fact that they didn't play to that um but still a great song and then the uh song sign from above um with elton john elton john's a a big name and this is different music than elton john normally does elton john obviously just plays piano but this is obviously more of a disco record but i really really enjoyed that song and i thought elton john's vocals on it was really good he kind of puts a lot of energy behind this i did i really enjoyed it i like elton john i like a lot of his music. Li-
0: I like Elton John. Um. I thought he sounded like a Madame Two Swords robotic oh, really? version. Yeah, I thought yeah. like this doesn't even sound like him in my in my opinion. Like I, hmm. I thought it sounded like a robot a robotic version. But I mean, if you enjoyed it, then maybe I need to re, I did. you know, rethink it. But...
1: I, I did, I did. But the album as a whole, as you say, obviously it deals with some themes. Um, on nine one one, it's talking about and the psychoactive that she has to take and to deal with some of her mental health issues so Again, we're seeing that that trend recently that has been put out of artists really being honest and truthful and really putting their their experiences Behind the music that they're putting out there and so this just carries on from that and it's really good and it's really refreshing Um, and and obviously something that we need more of uh, clearly Um. Album as a whole, very catchy. Um, very much, as you said, a return to the disco, pop, dance. Oh,
0: disco. That's the word I was trying to think of before. Yeah, that's the disco.
1: Because you think of Lady Gaga, and in a lot of circles and communities, she really is a figurehead of of those communities. I'm thinking mainly the LGBTQ community, who, who really, you know, she is a, a force for them. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of a return to the music of why those communities fell in love with her. I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's great. It's. It certainly suits her voice. It it suits the type of music that she puts out. Uh, Not that her other album, John, wasn't bad or wasn't good, rather. Um, but this just really kind of plays to those strengths that she had earlier on and the early success. Um. So yeah. Um. I will say on Signs from Above, going back to it uh, with the Elton John one. Um. It has a a bit of a weird breakdown towards the end. Um. Which I wasn't expecting. Um. But yeah, overall, a really good album. I quite enjoyed it.
0: I have a bit of a funny story. The first time I heard rain on me, I was walking to the shops and a bird pooed on my head. And now all I can think about is, um, you know, birds crapping on me every time I hear that (laughs) song. Not the type of rain on you that you'd wanted, really?
1: Mm. Not really,
0: no, no. (laughs) Amazing. And and just some notable tracks we've just said there and a good number of them. Um Stupid Love is really great. and um, the just the synths sound amazing on this album. Just sound really, really good. Uh, the difference like between them is like, wow, you can really hear a lot of sub bass mm. in this album, you know. You can hear like a lot of almost that Phil Spectre like wall of sound. You know what mm. I mean? It's like a really full Mix which you don't get in the Buddy Holly album, um, but I think mo- both albums make you feel happy, yeah. that's what I would say. Uh, and make you, make you just, I don't know, dance almost, just really, really good. And mm. um, so, I really liked the Lady Gaga album, I think she's definitely like her voice is just growing and growing. Uh, you know, her voice is amazing. She's got a really good um, Zane Low Apple. Music podcast uh, right. available where they go really deep on some of the issues that she's dealt with, um, why she wrote this album, why she wrote Joanna, and different things like that. And so, if you want to know more, go and check that out. It's definitely well worth recommending. It's really, really good. So, yeah. Which would you rather if you had to delete one of these albums from all existence? Which album would you delete?
1: See, now I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out because there are a lot of Buddy Holly compilations. So, I mean, you could delete it and it wouldn't really leave a mark because you're still getting Buddy Holly compilations out there. But I'd I'd still keep that one and I would delete Lady Gaga's album. Um,
0: I guess you'd have to delete all the songs. That's the way I would do it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if it's a choice between removing all of Buddy Holly's compilations... And I'm, I'm still I'm keeping Buddy Holly's compilations. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Me too. The, there's no doubt is they're just. But then again, like it's worth saying that if you haven't gathered already, this is kind of our vibe. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> it's, it's a bit kind biased. of really up our street. Like yeah. listening to artists that really influenced artists that we love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bob Dylan loved loved him. Um, Bruce Springsteen loved him you know Elton John (laughs) loved him so so you know in this case I think it's a little bit unfair but I mean three just like less than I mean at 22 to just be doing this is unbelievable isn't it that's what I come down to
1: to write these really quite mature songs um, I know 22 isn't isn't that young um, but he's also writing these songs when he's 18 and 19 uh, 18 19 20 you know so he's not he's not in that stage of life where he's supposed to yet be super mature, but he's still writing these very, very mature songs. Um, Not obviously mature in content, but just well thought out, well sounding, well rounded songs. Um, Which if you ask me what I was doing at the age of 20, it's not that. I'll tell you that much. So it's, um, Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, quite an amazing career he had and it's worth Worth noting, and worth I think worth the spot on this top one hundred. Um, mm. yes, it's a compilation, but but yeah, him as an artist definitely well worth being in this compilation. Yeah,
0: yeah, brilliant, brilliant. What would you score the Buddy Holly album, Adam? Let's do scores.
1: Now, didn't we say that compilations only get a a cap? They have a oh, cap on them, don't no. they? I, have, I think three point five. Oh, we've screwed ourselves over. I, no. I have really. But in that case, then I'm giving it the top. The top banana is what I'm giving it. Um, I would give it a five if I could, but uh, I stupidly recommended that we don't make compilations able to receive a five star. So, um, yeah, the
0: the 3.5. A 3.5. I was going to rate this a four, but a strong four. Like, mm. loved it. But I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sacrilege to give it even any less. So Absolutely. I'm a bit upset that we did that to ourselves. Yeah. Then... Yeah, kind of <laughs> shot ourselves in the foot. As but, I say, but but then again, I think it's right to do that. So. Mm-hmm. But then in this case, it really isn't right to do that because. <laughs>
1: but no, ah. no no exceptions. Ah. There are no yeah. exceptions to the rule. You got to stick with it.
0: Yeah, you play by the rules that you create. There we go. You made your bet. <laughs> You're lying it. Amazing. So, would you like to know what next week's albums are? Absolutely. Well, we've talked a lot about him this okay. episode, this and it's not Seal.
1: Cool. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like what, every episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was feeling bad that we hadn't mentioned Seal, but I'm glad that you now have because he's well worth speaking about. Um, oh, kiss from her is Just, oh, so I tell good. you, I, I don't know whether I mentioned this. My girlfriend Libby didn't know. Doesn't know who he is. Hasn't oh, heard of no. him. But then when I started to sing Kiss from Maru, she was like, oh, that terrible song doesn't like it. She said it belongs in a medieval castle. Which I understand to a point because it does sound quite... But also, no, it's one of the best songs in the world. So
0: That's an interesting thing to pick up. That melody mm. is quite medieval. Yeah.
1: Or what or what we think is medieval. Um, yeah, that's kind of true. that fairy yeah. tale. You know what? The it always reminds me. It it always reminds me. Remember that show on on CBBC, um, Raven. Oh Not yeah. that so I Raven, but that. Raven. Yeah, but it, the kind of music and that always makes me think of um of Kiss from a Rose. That kind of I found that really dark. thing. <laughs> I hated that guy,
0: the Raven. Weird.
1: Scottish. So he was. Oh really? <laughs> what was it? That was a terrible Scottish impression, but he was Scottish. <laughs> amazing so
0: anyway this week's album or next week's album yes uh, we're going to 1973 great yeah and we're going goodbye yellow brick roads
1: oh hello this is it i already know of a few songs from this album that are top notch so i'm excited for that
0: amazing and next week is our 10th episode
1: Oh, double digits! Yeah,
0: and do you know what? We have some surprises coming your way, and so mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to you know even just celebrating ten. <laughs> and so invite your friends along because it's mm. going to be worth it. Absolutely. We said last week, tease us and please us. Mm. Well, here they you did. go. Here you go. So we're looking at Elton John's album, uh, mm-hmm. "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," and we are going to compare it to "Deep Down Happy" by Sports Team. Uh,
1: that is not. Someone I'm familiar with? I've got no reference. I have oh. no
0: idea. I haven't listened to it, um, okay. but that's what we're going to compare it to. So uh, that's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John from 1973 and Deep Down Happy by Sports Team. So I'm really looking forward to doing both those
1: albums. Mm. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Okay, so it's been a good week. It's been good it's to chat, Adam. Fun. Great to chat. Hope to, see you, uh, hope to see you this week.
1: I hope that's going to happen. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. I think we've got we've got plans for that. Um, so looking super forward to it.
0: And just to clarify, no instruments have arrived this week.
1: Sorry. Yes. Uh, update on that. No instruments. They are still in China somewhere. Um, I think they're in China. some shopping or shipping, um, center, um, somewhere. So it's somewhere in China. So in some province. So hopefully, I'm hoping that we'll see some movement on that. At the end of next week. But then I also thought that they might be here at the end of this week. So we'll see where we are with that. Hopefully next for the 10th. How amazing would that be if I did the intro for the 10th episode on both the plastic accordion and the plastic kind of a saxophone, but not really a saxophone because it doesn't have any keys. I was about to call them buttons again, but I didn't because I've learned um, growth. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you well, uh, let's
0: just it. not announce that. And we're like, whether you've got them or not, and people will know by the people change of the know. intro.
1: <laughs> by the, a change. I like. it was very nice that you said change and not the terrible intro, but the change of intro. That was really <laughs> diplomatic of you. I appreciate that.
0: It's all right. And when you said China as well, I had to do my China. We don't need to do
1: that because
0: oh, that yeah, person, we're just done. Oh, We're just totally done. Okay. Th-
1: that person doesn't need mentioning in any circles, even as a joke my opinion because you oh, know I'm what totally me? president tommy that's what we're saying president tommy because we're using <laughs> that as a word
0: <laughs> depending on how i feel when i do the edit this may not make it
1: <laughs> i think it should i think it should i will and i will happily discuss that with anyone
0: oh i know i've seen your social mm-hmm.
1: media well anyway enough of that right so
0: thank you so much for listening <laughs> to Elvinilo. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been so great to have you, and if you have returned, thank you so much. If you are a new listener, it's so great to have you. Why don't you listen to the albums along? Why don't you hit subscribe and make sure you listen to them by next Tuesday when this uh, podcast, the next episode podca- podcast podcast episode, goes out. <laughs> Something, whatever it's worse. called. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing we're doing? <laughs> uh, the next. You know what, I'm just saying the next step. That's it. Now. The next step. The next I'm audio just book. It down. Wait, not an That's audio it. book. <laughs> you can get us on Kindle.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can uh, <laughs>
0: get us on Smoke Signals. <laughs> wow. Yeah, why not? Why not? But uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe uh to this podcast, where you get your podcast from? You can follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. You can follow us on Twitter uh at Elvanilo too. I am on Instagram at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your Instagram handle is
1: uh AdamCourtney95. Amazing.
0: And we would love it if you could leave us a positive review. Mm. Uh, and we're just loving doing this with you guys and we're loving having, you know,
1: people all over the world listening mm. to Elvanilo. But the question is, Matt, what are we calling them? Because we had this last oh, week yeah. where we were wondering, and I know you put something up on, on Instagram. About what should we be called? We've had a few suggestions. Not sure we can say them. But we've had a few suggestions, um, from from some people, and I don't know. Have you had any more thoughts on this? Or
0: yeah, I totally forgot to go through this. Um, so I'm just doing it now. Oh, we're doing uh, it. Live. We had so from at Ray Bosch, we had vinilo pods. Okay, like we're all little pods.
1: Little peas in a pod. Yeah, or those little all pods ones.
0: that you put in your dishwasher or your uh, washing machine. Nice, I like, that, I like that. Um, and from Dan Latham, we had mm. the Les Vanille hose. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I, some people might object to that. Um, if that's what if that's what Dan wants to call himself, um, he can feel free to. Um, maybe he already has them. Who knows? But those are two good suggestions. I think we should we should look at our options. Maybe get some more in. Decent comparisons, and I think, I think we can come up with something good. Definitely amazing.
0: And you know what? It's not for us to name it.
1: No, it's for
0: the fans to name it.
1: It's for, it's so we'll have to get some. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy them, it's okay. We'll, yes, we'll, thank goodness. <laughs>
0: yeah. I tried to buy them on Instagram, but they didn't talk back. So, <laughs> <was just> not, <laughs> no, I didn't really. It didn't really. Uh, but there you go so thank you so much for listening it's been great to have you along we look forward to next week's episode uh, Mm. with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John and Deep Down Happy by Sports Team it's been so good thank you for listening Mm. and we'll speak to you soon take care